Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to our another episode of Old Men Know Stuff, our podcast. This is episode 34, and I'm rejoicing. I'm excited that I can bring you something a little lighter than what we're um, normally bringing you, but led by the Spirit. This one's called The Love of God. And uh, there's no way that we could possibly uh, cover this subject or do it justice uh, comprehensively, but we'll touch down a couple points in Scripture uh, about the love of God. I am excited about this. For those of you uh, listening uh, on uh, Apple or Spotify or Pandora, I have the lovely and talented and extremely anointed Mrs. Sheila Witham with me. Oh, and, and for those uh, watching on our Old Men Know Stuff YouTube channel, you already know how lovely she is. <laughs> right. And uh, we're so excited to have her with us. Uh, she's, I don't know anybody, to be honest with you. I'm going to stroke you here for a second. Oh, boy. This is hard for me. I don't know anybody in my 48 years of traveling this Christian road, if you will, at the highest levels. That is as lovely, talented, anointed, and has the spirit of Christ uh, more than Sheila at all times. It's amazing that God has gifted her to move in and out of helping ministries, moving out of, in and out of situations. And uh, you're a joy to watch. Thank you, babe. I you're a joy to watch. That. God is good. All the time. Let's dive into this. Uh, you know, uh, the love of God, we, we have to start with uh, stop and start with all of his benefits that he daily loads us up with. Uh, uh, first of all, salvation and his presence. Uh, for me, his word, uh, his spirit, peace, protection, uh, his voice, as we talked about in the last episode, his mercy and grace with which all of us fall short of the kingdom, his healing and his health that he's promised to us with healing in his wings, his provision uh, for every day as we uh, trust him for our needs to be met. And then his beautiful creation as we see it everywhere. If we take time to stop and look around, uh, I'm looking out at the lake right now and the wind blowing across it and the palm trees and wherever you may be outside, uh, at whatever time, uh, his creation's all around us to enjoy. Our family, where does that even, how do you even thank him for that? Uh, the, maybe the birth of a child and on and on and on. And I'm sure I left a bunch of stuff out. So I want Sheila to read our uh, anchor scripture. Uh, that is the love of God. I don't think we could start anywhere else than John chapter 3. The infamous John chapter 3, uh, famous John chapter 3, and verse 16 and 17. Sheila? For God so loved the world that he... Whoa, whoa. God so what? Loved. <laughs> loved the world. Go ahead. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 
There you go. <laughs> that's it in a nutshell. We, we can shut this one down. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> See you next week, folks. <laughs> we just crossed the goal line uh, by design. That's the starting point, the beginning, and the end. Uh, he so loved the world that he gave his son so that we can be saved and enjoy eternity in heaven with him. Uh, my thoughts on that briefly uh, is that Jesus, his son, uh, left the streets of gold and the gates of pearls in heaven to come down here in this mess in the fullness of time, I might add, walk the earth for 33 and, and a half years as man and as God. That can't be easy. Yet without sin, so that he could go back to heaven with his blood and save us. That's quite a thought that he could save, heal, and deliver, as, a, as the song Amazing Grace goes, a wretch like me. A wretch like me. I don't think we stop and think about it. I know that there's all that he saved us and we're not a wretch. Are you kidding me? Why do you think he saved you? Why do you think he saved you? Yeah, we can thank him for it. But I don't think you should ever forget where you came from. Absolutely. And where, yeah, where he brought us from, what he brought us out of. You know, I, you, being in churches and it's so... Amazing to hear testimonies where God has, you know, touched a drug addict or healed a marriage or like these, these extraordinary testimonies of deliverance. And you're like, that is so awesome. I've kind of been a church girl all my life. And I'm like, God, I wish I had a testimony like that. Like they're so miraculous. And I remember one day <laughs> someone spoke to me and they said, Sheila, the fact that God has kept you is a testimony. And I always remember that, and I always thought that is so cool. So it doesn't matter what your journey looks like. There, you know, We all have different journeys, but God is on it with you, and they are all miraculous. Some are just, um, uh, what would you say, more radical than others. And I do know, and I, this is, you know, to whom, to whom, much has been forgiven, yeah. who, to whom much has been forgiven. Correct. And I always think that, you know, when you see someone who has not experienced the love of God and then they radically experience it, it's you know, pretty they cool, been isn't it? brought up in church, they, they don't know. They can't even begin to understand what, what's that, what that's like. But then when the Holy Spirit touches them and they are all of a sudden they're like, wow, it's just the most beautiful thing I think we can witness. Huh. I'm gonna, my mind's reflecting on, uh, I'm going to come back to what Sheila just talked about in a second, about the degrees of the love of God. And I got an interesting one coming up uh, for those of us that are saved. Uh, Romans 5, 8 and 9 reminds us of this love. It says, uh, the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5, 8, 9, but God showed his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, you just talked about that, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been justified by his blood on the cross, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. 
God is a God of mercy, grace, and wrath. And uh, faith in the Christ and his blood takes care of all that. The blood covers it all. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All, all of us, me, Sheila, all of us, and you. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Watch this. Um, she's ta- Sheila just talked about the degrees <laughs> of the love of God. Um, we talked about the most pronounced or the most um, visible. Watch this one. You listening? Yeah. This is pretty cool. Hebrews 12, verses 6 through 11, New King James. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to kind of go slow so it saturates. We're talking, the Apostle Paul's talking to the Hebrews. He says, if you endure chastening, what's that? Uh, That's God's hand of uh, correction on you, on me. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten or correct? But if you are without correction or chastening, of which all have become partakers at one time or another, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, if we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect, shall we not much more readily be ready to receive and be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days corrected us, here in the natural, as it seemed best to them. Watch this. Here's the love of God. But he for our profit corrected us that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful. No correction seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, The love of God afterwards yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those that have been trained by it. Yep. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to break that down and make it personal, and I don't care. Hey, Danny, yeah, you've directed 20,000 songs and 10,000 programs, church, Christian TV programs and services, yep. Hey, Danny, did you do your very best, pour all into it, every jot and tittle? You don't even repent of having to change one jot or tittle of anything you've done. No, sir. Hey, Danny, um, you call me Lord? Yes, sir. You love my word? Yes, sir. Hey, Danny, you know, I've been talking to you about not watching stupid things on TV because it's a waste of your time, and I'm not preeminent in that situation yeah a couple times lord have you stopped no not yet oh i slowed down a little oh really that's not good enough hey danny you know you say you don't like facebook and i don't but why do you scroll through facebook looking to see what's out there what uh what are celebs doing well you know i don't do it that much what did i tell you to do Didn't I tell you to stop it? Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to bop you on the head with something called pancreatitis that's quite painful. Uh, something else with uh, your body. Do I have your attention now in this correction, in this chastening? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. So I ask you to reflect on that aspect of the love of God. Yes, he, God gave his son that we might be saved. But there's another aspect of the love of God that we just read about, that he chastens and corrects his children that it might bring to forth a more peaceable fruit of righteousness and holiness. And um, it's not pleasant. And for those that have been through such a valley experience, it's not pleasant. But hopefully, my words will also help you through your situation, if you're even in one. Um, God is faithful. And uh, I look forward to this more peaceable fruit of righteousness and making him, watch this, Lord of all. No question. Will you do what I said? Yes, sir. How many times? Every. How often? All. But what about all that other stuff that you were doing? Doesn't exist anymore. Run from it. Shun from it. Okay. Now I think I can use you. Again. Maybe even a new and different way. Doesn't matter. Just so you're pleased, Lord. So that was a quick aside. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I think God, God uses um, whatever illnesses. Um, he allows them. I don't think he brings them. That's just my personal belief. But I definitely believe he allows them. And the reason he does is because he sees us on the other side of them. He knows that, you know, if we cling to him, if, if we follow him, um, and his desire in that process, as we talked about the other day, like people, you know, people want the destination, but they don't want to go through the process to get there. But if we allow him through the process, um, you know, we, we come out on the other side more equipped um, and better able to fulfill the purpose and destiny that he created us to do. That's what he's after. That's all he's after. Effectiveness. Yeah. Effectiveness as, your, as his child. Can we just get back to just his love, his indescribable? That is his love, Sheila. Well, that, yeah, that is his love. That is part of it's his love. It's called course correction. Course correction. It, and it's just like us with our children. If we let our children do anything they want to do, Where's that's the love? not love. You know, and sometimes love is hard. You know, sometimes there is, it's tough love. It's not, it's not easy, but we know it, it's for their own good as we teach them. And that's what, you know, that's what the Lord does with us. But I was just thinking about um, how indescribable his love really is. 
Like mm-hmm. how, you know, and some people, if, if you haven't had an earthly father who demonstrated love to you and nurtured you, it's hard to accept the love of God. Because you, you know, I, I think our natural fathers are on this earth to show us the love of God. But most of us didn't have that. You had that. I had that. You had the best dad in the world. But, and, and I had a great dad too. But, um, but so many people don't have that. And so they can't begin to relate to God's love. And I was just thinking about this this morning. And, and I, I'm sure it's like that with dads, maybe. I know it's like that with moms. But I remember the very first time I held our babies. And, um, you're just so totally overwhelmed with love. You're like, oh my gosh, like I thought I knew what love was, but until you hold your child that you've carried in your tummy for nine months, two of them for me, um, you're just overwhelmed. And I'll never forget when I was holding the babies the first time and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, the love that you have for them is nothing compared to the love I have for you. Wow. And I was just like, whoa, God, how could you love any more than this? But obviously you do. You know, you gave your life. It's a God kind of love, agape. It's agape love, yeah. And I just hope that, you know, everyone who's listening, that if you haven't had a father, you know, or mom who's demonstrated love to you, made you feel loved, that somehow the Holy Spirit would just allow you to embrace the love of God, because it is so real and it's so precious and um, so valuable. You know, everyone needs to feel that kind of love. Let's pray for that right now. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and the love, the agape love that is you. uh, For those that already know you and especially for those that maybe don't have an earthly father, are distant from their earthly father? Are the earthly fathers not exhibiting the love of God? We pray that the Lord will wrap his arms around you. As we're about to read in Romans 8, wrap those arms around you that surpasses all understanding and that you not only know, but you feel his love in your life is you ask him to, and he will come. And we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Very good, Sheila. Hey, Romans 8, we're going to wrap it up here. Romans 8, 35. (laughs) Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, issues, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword? As it is written... We are challenged and killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep in this turbulent world for the slaughter. No, in all these things, all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Neither height nor depth nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
John 3.16, God so loved the world. Thank you for being with us today. <laughs> Isaiah 118, can't help. I got a case of the can't help. It's though your sins be as scarlet, God said, because of my love for you, they shall be as white as snow. Seek him while he may be found. Trust him. Ask him to wrap his arms around you. Watch this. And you wrap your arms around him. Thank you for being with us today on uh, Podcast 34, The Love of God. Sheila, you got anything you want to add? Just, um, yeah, maybe. Go ahead. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, you know, I just want the audience to know that it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, if you've never known God, if you've known God and now you've drifted away from Him, there is no depth that you can sink to. There is nothing you can do. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. There's, there's nothing, you can't describe anything that would make you unworthy of the love of God. No. There, there's simply nothing. So don't let the enemy ever tell you, oh, I've come too far. I've done too much. There's no hope for me. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that so many times. You know, there's no hope for me. There is always hope. And um, Jesus stretched out his arms on an old rugged cross for you, not for anyone else, but for you. So don't ever let the enemy tell you otherwise, because he loves you with an unfathomable, undeniable love. And he's just waiting for you to embrace that. I told you, she's full of it. She's full of it. Thanks for being with us today. May God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. For more information, go to oldmennowstuff.com.